career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of 40 Plus Real Men Real Talk. I know you guys know who I am. I'm Rick Clemens, I'm your host. And I'm really excited to be here with you today because this is the Friday before Father's Day. So happy Father's Day to all of you guys out there. And I hope you have a wonderful day celebrating you, wherever you may be, with your families, wherever you might be in the world that may be opening up a little bit from COVID-19, all those good things. So happy, happy, happy Father's Day. And before we dive into a little bit of my own personal perspective on being a father and Father's Day, just wanted to remind you really quickly that we do have a 40 plus men's chat coming up. It is coming up on Tuesday, July the 7th from 6 to 7 p.m. in the evening Pacific time. If you're interested in joining us for those chats, it's real easy. You go to 40, yes, the number 40, 40 plus men's, M-E-N-S, chats.com, and you'll see a calendar where you can sign up to join us. We talk about everything us guys need to talk about, sex, relationships, work, stresses, achievements, all that good sort of stuff, losing weight, gaining weight, all that sort of stuff comes under the gun when we all are sitting around chatting about what we can do in our 40 plus lives. So would love to have you there. Now back to fatherhood. One of the things that I find most compelling for me, at least me, myself and I, when Father's Day rolls around is not only to think about my relationship with my own dad, but to think about my relationship with myself as a father and my relationship with my kids. And I always ask myself this question on Father's Day or when it's around this time of year, what does it mean for me to be a father? And I do a pretty deep check-in, not like spend hours and hours and hours around it. (laughs) I'd rather go have some fun with the kids, but um, it's more of a, what does it mean to me? And this year's kind of interesting because as we've all gone through some challenges of COVID-19 and the country being closed down and the world being closed down in different ways. And then now we're dealing with some tensions and race riots and things such as that, all of which needs to be addressed so that everything can come out of the closet and we can start to heal our planet. I look really closely this year at what does it really mean for me to be a dad? And as all this was unfolding, I found myself oftentimes not thinking so much about myself, but really thinking about my kids. My two daughters are grown, they're in their 20s, and even in their 20s, obviously, I'm going to care about them, but I thought, what is it that I'm leaving to them? Not money-wise, not material-wise, but what is it I'm leaving to them as a father who has lived almost 57 years on this planet? And what I started to figure out for myself is what it meant to me to be a father was passing along things that... I don't want them to not ever know things about what I've learned, but not like, okay, let's sit down. I'm going to teach you stuff more of like some things I observe in the world. That's made me a better person or things that 
I want them to know was part of the equation of what it was like to grow up as who I was. Not because I want them to feel sorry for me or a victim or anything like that. Just stuff I want to make sure gets passed down in some way, shape or form. Not because I need my legacy, but I do think about a little bit about my legacy. But what it really means to me to be a father is to take this self-assessment and ask, how am I doing? How am I doing this year compared to last year? Am I open? Am I still willing to have conversations? Do I lose it with them? I used to be a guy that would lose it with my kids quite a bit. And that was something that I observed in my own relationship with my father. And I realized so many times throughout my life raising my own children that as much as I fought many things that my dad passed down to me, I didn't do a very good job at times of, nope, that's not the way I want to show up. Which leads me to the thing that I was thinking about for this podcast, which is what have you learned? Not only what have you learned that you want to avoid from your dad, but what have you learned about the stuff he didn't show you? I had a client recently who really struggled because his dad wasn't part of his life and it was really holding him back. And his dad's still out there. He's still alive, but it was really holding this client back from being able to move forward in his life. And as we worked through it, I asked what it would be like if he could finally let go of holding his dad responsible. Because for me, that is something I had to learn as I came out of the closet and different things through my life. My father didn't necessarily embrace me fully at those times. Now things are pretty good. But what I started to realize is I was holding on to needing him to show up and be somebody that I needed him to be for me. And then I realized I need to quit holding him responsible. I really need to quit thinking it's my fault and I need to fix this because the beauty of relationships with anybody, but especially for our fathers is we tend to hold them at a really high responsibility level. And for some of us guys like me, we want them to get it fixed and we want them to be better people. And they may just not be capable of doing that. And for many, many years, I thought so much of what I was doing was my fault until I realized it wasn't. It was my fault, but it wasn't my responsibility to do anything. Coming out late in life was my fault, but it wasn't my responsibility to help people embrace me. Ending a marriage was my fault, but it wasn't my responsibility to own the shame and the guilt that went along with that for the rest of my life. And some of you may be thinking, wow, you're a real asshole. That's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Being called that many, many, many times. But I think it's an interesting thing to realize we need to learn to not take fault as well as don't give fault and hold people responsible for things that they are incapable of. And this has been a hard, hard, hard fucking lesson for me to learn, especially with my own father. I held him so responsible for so many things that he didn't deserve to be held responsible for. Now, some of the stuff was his fault, but he needs to take responsibility for that. I don't need to take responsibility for him taking responsibility for that. I don't need to take responsibility for trying to make him take responsibility for it, nor do I need to take responsibility for trying to make him change who he is. All I can do is change myself because see in that moment, it is then my fault for trying to take responsibility 
for stuff that I have no right trying to take responsibility for. And when I started to figure this out, there were three things that helped me begin to move from, I need this from my father to, I would like this from him. Doesn't mean I'm going to get it, but I moved from, I need it to, I would like to have this from here. And it shifted everything from faulting him and overtly holding him responsible. And those three things were empathy. I realized how much empathy I needed to start having because I want people to have empathy for me, but I had to have empathy to see that he's a byproduct of generations of stuff that's been handed down, just as I'm a byproduct of generations of stuff that has been handed down. And I feel what I've learned, not that I'm perfect, is that I've looked at the generations past and I try my best to focus on how I can fix that as a father. The second thing that I learned is compassion. Having compassion to realize my father is only capable of doing so many things. He can only do the things that he's capable of doing. I can't make him capable of doing anything. But to have the compassion and see that made it easier for me to move from I need him to do this to I'd like for him to do this, but if he can't do this, then I get to be responsible for being good with that. And finally, it's the understanding. The true understanding that we, again, are not responsible for changing someone else. And this was one of the struggles that I fought and I fought and I fought. And I always thought, oh, if I could just change him, if I could just change him. But when I quit trying to change him, when I quit holding him responsible at the deepest levels, sure, there's pieces of responsibility that I hold people to, not like you got to do this, but I expect certain things from people in the world, as we all do. But as I started to realize I needed to be more understanding, more compassionate, more empathetic, it was much easier to move from I need him to do this to I would like him to do this. And if he can't do that, then it's my responsibility to quit faulting him. I know there are moments in my life where my children could fault me for being a really crappy, shitty dad. I own that responsibility. And I trust that because I can see that, I'm going to be a better dad. So my challenge to all you guys out there who may be feeling some guilt and shame, and some of you may be estranged from your kids, or some of you may be divorced and not have a good relationship with your kids. Some of you may be living in the same house with your kids and you're struggling. Maybe what you need to do is ask yourself, Am I needing something for my kids or would I like it? And if you feel like you need something, I would invite you to turn an empathetic ear, a compassionate understanding, and truly dive into trying to understand where they're coming from. Because at the end of the day, all of us would love to feel a little bit of empathy, compassion, and understanding in the beautiful relationships we have. And I want you to just imagine for the day and for the next day and hopefully for many days to come that as a father, you are capable of passing along empathy, compassion, and understanding to your children, as well as passing up the generational attain to your dad, or maybe even your dad's dad, your grandfather, the empathy, compassion, and understanding so that we can all be better men.
have a great Father's Day, everyone. And again, guys, if you'd like to join us for our 40 plus men's chat, the next one is on July the 7th from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Have a great Father's Day and go out there and keep being who you are as a 40 plus real man, having real talks about the things us guys need to be talking about. Have a good day. And again, happy, happy Father's Day. That's a wrap for 40 plus real men, real talk where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus real men, real talk where the conversations continue.